Talking Pharmacy is brought to you in partnership with Viatris, supporting pharmacy across RX dispensing, retail and OTC sales and patient service delivery. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking Pharmacy podcast. I'm Richard Thomas, editor of Pharmacy Magazine. Joining me on the pod this week are Rob Darracott from P3 Pharmacy, Arthur Walsh from Pharmacy Network News and Neil Trainers, independent community pharmacist. Plenty of big pharmacy stories doing the rounds since we were last with you. So let's start straight away with Good Week, Bad Week. Rob, kick us off for Good Week, Bad Week. It's a good week. Well, I, sp- I suppose it's a little bit a while ago now, but we haven't had one of these for two or three weeks. So I'm going to talk about Community Pharmacy Cheshire and Wirral's public campaign in which they've uh, basically given the general public some information about pharmacies funding being in crisis. Uh, so they've, they've placed, placed articles in the Crew Chronicle, Chester Chronicle, Macclesfield Express, Nutsford Guardian, Mid Cheshire Guardian, Warrington Guardian, and the Wirral Globe um, last month, basically explaining um, that pharmacy funding has been frozen since 2016, and as a result, pharmacists and their teams are doing more work for less money. Um, they warn patients and the public that they may feel the impact of all the, the challenges in funding in shorter opening hours, staff reductions, and the withdrawal of currently free services such as deliveries and compliance aids. So it's quite an unusual approach, but I think it's a it's actually quite constructive. You know, um, it's the actual piece that they put in is quite hard hitting. It explains or tries to explain the implications of factors such as Brexit, the recruitment of new roles into general practices, as well as the current cost pressures on stock availability and prescription turnaround time, um, and suggesting that if pharmacies do have to close occasionally, they are literally doing that as a last resort. And they may actually also get fined for doing so. Um, there's also some tips for patients who can help by ordering repeat medication in plenty of time, um, by being kind to their pharmacy teams, and also by writing to their MPs, uh, highlighting how valuable pharmacy is to them personally. Um, I think it's a really important uh, important thing to have done, frankly. And I think um, uh, anybody who wants to... Um, catch up with what uh, uh, CPCW have been doing. Uh, it's on our website and um, you can uh, have a look at the uh, the piece itself that's gone into the local press. And I'm sure that um, CPCW will be more than happy to point people in the right direction and give a bit more background as to why they took this slightly unusual, but I think very constructive step to um, to warn people and to give people a bit more information as to the current challenges facing the sector. That's a good choice, Rob. I hadn't come across this. Community Pharmacy, Cheshire and Wirral's public campaign about pharmacies funding crisis. Well, why not? Uh, Important to get local communities on board, isn't it? And explain to the public why the funding cuts could impact on services and some of the challenges facing the sector. Done, as you say, Rob, in a very constructive way pharmacies closing only as a last resort. I mean, that in itself is an important message to get across. Yeah, um, well done, CPCW. Arthur, let's come to you next. Good week, bad week. Uh, first off, I'll say that's a great uh, good week by by Rob. Uh, that, that's a great pick. 
Um, Neil's done an interesting story this week about the abuse that pharmacy teams on the Isle of Man are facing. And um, I can imagine in an island population in particular, those kind of anxieties might be more fraught. So definitely important to get the public to get that message out to patients everywhere. I um, For my uh, week, I'm going to stew good week, bad week. It's more a sort of call to arms to our listeners. Um, this is the PSNC, uh, to our listeners in England, I should say. The PSNC yesterday launched a survey. Um, it forms part of its new kind of vision uh, piece of work that it's doing to develop a new vision, a new strategy for how it, uh, basically how it sort of, you know, approaches negotiations with government and the NHS and tries to get kind of fair funding and um, proper service development for for the sector and this survey that launched yesterday and runs up until midnight on Friday December the 9th is the first part of it and so all of our um, readers are encouraged to uh, contribute to it but also kind of you know patients uh, other healthcare professionals anyone with an interest in the proper functioning and fair funding of community pharmacies um, should should really be contributing to this. Um, there's five kind of key questions. Um, first one is, what would good look like from either community pharmacy, NHS, or patient perspective? And then it goes on to ask, well, what are the building blocks that need to be put in place? Things like, you know, workforce, how, service, uh, how services are measured, skill mixing technology, and then other questions about, you know, kind of what are the barrier to what are the key barriers to change at the moment you know what there's a kind of a lot of policies that that are still in place that might not be fit for purpose anymore um but then also kind of what are the key enablers of change and and kind of how are we going to to get to where we need to be so um uh i mean it's an important piece of work um i mean i've i've spoken on the prod previously that i that i'm uh, you know, suspect about how much kind of uh, think tanks are, uh, the, the, the PSNC think tank strategy is going to deliver. But, you know, now, now that it's launched, I, I do think that it's, um, it's, it's, it's what we've got and it's important that everyone contributes. And um, I think even though kind of the emphasis, because it's PSNC, the emphasis is on, you know, contractors, businesses, LPCs, the whole pharmacy team and anyone else with an interest is invited to contribute. And I think it's important that they do. Um, we've heard, you know, over the past months and years, people like um, the PDA saying that, uh, well, the actual rank and file workforce isn't directly represented in, negotiations and and perhaps they should be so something like this i think is um uh you know potentially an opportunity to to, to have that say if you feel that you've had if you've not had it in the past um uh, psnc chief chief executive janet morrison said this that the this is a first step towards getting the sector onto a more sustainable path um the the work with the the nuffield trust and the king's fund um, through, through this work, they want to increase the credibility of the vision, develop a more effective strategy and have more chance of shaking up government and NHS thinking about community pharmacy. So I do encourage all our listeners to uh, go on to the PSNC website and find the survey. Uh, we can put a, a link in a story or something like that. And uh, yeah, you've got until 9th of December. Thanks, Arthur. Yes, really important that the, the whole sector gets involved in this. Uh, I wrote a piece about vision um, documents for uh, the my November issue of uh, Pharmacy Magazine. We've had a few, haven't we? Do you remember? Well, the older pharmacists will remember uh, the old RPSGB's Pharmacy in the New Age. 
1995, there was NHS call to action, uh, Community Pharmacy Forward View 2016. Rob will remember that. Um, just pick it up on your point, Arthur, about think tanks. I think teaming up with independent think tanks uh, like the King's Fund and the Nuffield Trust uh, is a shrewd move because it immediately grounds the work in the realities of what the NHS needs and what patients want from pharmacy. And understanding these priorities has to be vital for the future. We, navel gazing, we've done an awful lot of navel gazing and introspection within the sector. And, you know, it's a waste of time. The sector has taken far too long to realise this. So let's hope this is different. Um, This vision and strategy work from PSNC very important to the future of community pharmacy in England as we approach the dog days of the current contractual framework. So get involved. Neil, uh, good week, bad week. Well, continuing the theme uh, set by Rob and Arthur, I'm continuing the PSNC and and LPC theme, and I've gone for a good week, Robbie Turner. Um, Perhaps bad week, PSNC, but... uh, a uh, good week for Robbie Turner because he's moved on to pastures, pastures new. He's a bit of a, a sad tinge to to, to his uh, departure. He, he put a statement on LinkedIn. Uh, I mean, just for those of our listeners who don't know who Robbie Turner is, he was the chief transformation officer at the PSNC. It was an interim role. He was overseeing uh, or playing a, a, a significant role in implementing, helping LPCs to implement the review steering group's recommendations. So, we, you know, a very important role, interim or uh, even so, uh, but he's he's moved on um, uh, and has now become the uh, director of inclusion and diversity at the Royal Institute of British Architects. So it sounds like a fantastic move for for Robbie. He, uh, we all know here on the pod, we know Robbie well, and he, he's been a a stalwart for uh, community pharmacy, as he said himself. He's been in the profession uh, almost thirty years. He's, he, he was, of course, chief officer of community pharmacy West Yorkshire, and then he moved on to the Royal Pharmaceutical Society where he was director for England and director of pharmacy and member experience before he was made redundant from that role. But he, he he's obviously held, he's held some very high profile role, roles in the, in the profession. And he's done, and he's, you know, he's, he's done a, an excellent job. Um, he's very highly rated and it's a shame um, in one respect. I think people will, who know Robbie and people uh, will look at, uh, maybe those who don't know him that well, will still look at his CV and look at what he's achieved and, and, um, in a, you know, and and think it's a bit of a, a setback for for the profession as a whole. That might sound people might think that sounds a bit dramatic, but uh, but nevertheless, he has, he has been a a real driving force uh, at, in West Yorkshire and RPS and and, and the P- and in, in his short time at the PSNC. Bad week for the PSNC because, um, or maybe that's a bit strong. Maybe challenging week for the PSNC is a bit better way of putting it because now they've got to find his replacement. But they've they did tell us. Um, and we did a story on this that uh, it was actually James Wood, who's the director of contractor and LPC support, told us that uh, the PSNC has already responded to uh, Robbie's departure by um, informing LPCs across the country about what they described as a, a fixed term secondment opportunity for up to two LPC chief officers or other LPC staff. And they're looking for two LPC transformation champions. So they've... It, it certainly it sounds like they've jazzed up the job title somewhat, but um, but uh, you can't under, understate the uh, the significance of the role. That's for sure. But they're now looking for two two transformation champions. So um, any um, LPC staff or chief officers uh, listening to our podcast, uh, 
<laughs> you know, and then maybe they're already aware of this, but they, they want to get their, their CVs into the PSNC. It's a hugely um, significant role. Yeah, Neil, you're right. Important role, a very important role. Big shoes to fill. Robbie's left big shoes to fill. Well, so big, you need two people to fill them. Um, but of course, we wish Robbie all the very best for the future. All right, I'll round things up. I'm, what am I going to go for? I'm going to go for um, Good Week for first time pharmacy buyers and independents and small groups who are on the, the pharmacy acquisition hunt. Now, this all sprung from the 2022 business outlook from Christie's, the property specialists who handle a lot of pharmacy sales, as you know. Now, Arthur did a story on this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we take a more in-depth look at the report in the November issue of Pharmacy Magazine, which has just gone to press. But this is our first chance to talk about it on the pod. Now, this is one of those reports that we look out for in the press. As it always gives a, a fascinating snapshot of the market, and it's full of interesting stats and, and trend data and things like that. Uh, one of the headline findings in this year's report was that the market share of the biggest pharmacy multiples continues to fall. So the proportion of community pharmacies owned by the largest UK corporate multiples seeing a decline in the 12 months to March this year as more smaller operators and first-time buyers enter the market. And Christie's notes an increased appetite to acquire pharmacies among the smaller multiples and aim companies, I guess, as well as new entrants to the market. Indeed, First-time buyers accounted for 80% of purchase applications in 2021, albeit only 40% of those sales uh, were completed sales. And in fact, in the first six months of 2022, this fell to around 30% of sales completed. And the report speculated that maybe this was because vendors are looking for security in selling to more experienced and, and well-funded existing operators. But regardless of this, there's been an interesting but small shift in the makeup of owners seeking to purchase, uh, largely driven by the bigger corporates, continuing to divest or close pharmacies to protect their estates. Boots and Lloyds both offloading about 80 branches each, according to the, uh, to the report. Roland's about 50, uh, which is 10% of their estate. Uh, it may be a blip. Uh, Christie's notes that there's been an increase in the number of sales completed to multiple operators in the first half of 2022, accounting for some 38% of all sales undertaken, and that's a rise of 9% on the previous year. But what this all says to me uh, is that despite the incredibly difficult market conditions that we're all very familiar with there still seem to be plenty of opportunities out there for for first-time buyers and independent operators with the determination and entrepreneurial zeal and access to cash uh, to reinvigorate old pharmacies by offering more localized and adaptable services and hopefully to get a return on their investment so all in all a more positive outlook than you might expect. So good week for smaller operators wanting to buy a pharmacy. Well, we've rattled through the topics this week, so we've got time for a quick any other business. And I've got one, and I'm I'm grateful to Jonathan Buisson from Alliance Healthcare, an old friend of the pod, who sent this one in from uh, Political, the political correspondent of the IE paper, Paul War, uh, writing in his newsletter about Rishi Sunak's performance in this week's PMQs. 
Uh, and I quote, as the son of a chemist, Rishi Sunak knows the power of a prescription. And following the resignation of Gavin Williamson, he seemed to approach PMQs as if Gav is gone was an over-the-counter treatment for the political acid reflux caused by an outgoing cabinet minister. And that's a nice line. Uh, that's a truly terrible pun, but, but a, a nice line. Uh, anyone else? Rob, you've got something. Elon Musk, who now uh, owns Twitter and apparently um, is now spending his day responding to various tweets that he comes across on his timeline. Um, But one of the things he's doing, as well as basically getting rid of half the staff, is he's going to introduce uh, an $8 a month fee for those people um, who are desperate to be uh, verified and uh, become notable in, in getting a blue tick for their accounts. And um, I've been sent a thing which says, in the spirit of getting the most bang for your buck, um, the domains and web, this is from the domains and hosting provider, um, Fast Hosts, who've given uh, given a list of 10 things that you could do with less than a Twitter Blue subscription. Uh, now, some of them, are, uh, I think, are right up our street. You know, we're, we're all, we're all um, hacks here doing these kind of things. So I just wonder which, which of the... Uh, I'm going to pick just five of them out. Which of these five would, would we go for? Um, you can get um, two pints in Weatherspoons for your $8. Uh, right. You could get uh, two Tesco meal deals with a club card. Okay. Uh, you could get um, 700 fake Instagram followers. Not <laughs> <laughs> particularly interesting. What would you do with those? All right, sorry, Rob, carry on. Yeah, uh, you could get um, a phone contract with unlimited calls, texts, and five hundred megabytes of data with Tesco, um, or you could get twenty-three Freddos. <laughs> I mean, all of those I think are more appealing than spending eight dollars. I mean, I was going to say sea and spoons, but when you brought up the Freddos at the very end, it's a, it's a tricky one, Rob. <laughs> it is a tricky one, isn't it? That's why I held that one back. Because I thought that would be the, the sort of clincher. Um, but what do you reckon? I mean, two two points in Weatherspoons. Um, I mean, I can think of one or two Weatherspoons up near where I'm from, where you get three points in Weatherspoons. I was going to say you could get about six. You could get a round of about six beers, couldn't you, in some Weatherspoons for for that sum? Uh, I I don't like Freddos. Uh, I'm not too keen on on Tesco meal deals. I'm sorry, it's got to be Weatherspoons for me. Neil, you've got a Weatherspoons pubs a lot. Are you going along with that? I much. Yeah, I, I like the idea of unlimited. What was it? Unlimited calls and texts or something. I, I'm veering towards that. To be honest, I'm all bearded out. Actually, I'm sure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> That's quite enough of Elon Musk and blue ticks. Certain pharmacy journalists are very proud of theirs. Um, before we go, I'd like to trail two special podcasts coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we look at what could be done to protect the mental wellness of pharmacy teams as we enter the hectic winter season. That's in association with Halion. And we discuss with a panel of experts the recent pom to piece switch of Gina. So look out for those. All the Talking Pharmacy podcasts can be found on the Pharmacy Magazine website and from wherever you get your podcasts. Until the next time, thanks very much for listening. Thank you. 
Talking Pharmacy is brought to you in partnership with Viatris, supporting pharmacy across RX dispensing, retail and OTC sales and patient service delivery. Thank <laughs> you.